Coming up on the show today, we are going to be talking about technology. So recently, my young kids all got uh, cell phones, smartphones, and now even the youngest of my family want them. When are we going to stop strapping kindergartners and preschoolers with these crazy things? Or should we even be giving those crazy devices to them? Is it wise to give the young kids phones? What about the old people? What about you as parents? How to keep safe online? We're talking about it coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Just before a meeting of the new gun crime tax task force, which he heads, Vice President Joe Biden said this this morning. President Obama may make an executive order on gun control if Congress refuses to act on the issue. A hearing to decide if there's enough evidence to try accused Colorado theater shooting suspect James Holmes came to a swift end today when the prosecution rested after days of emotional testimony and the defense declined to call any witnesses. President Obama has nominated Jack Lew to be the next Treasury Secretary. Lew pre- previously was the director of the Office of Management and Budget. If confirmed for the position, Lew will quickly become a part of the debt ceiling debate. A high-speed New York City ferry carrying hundreds of people crashed into a dock this morning, injuring nearly 60 people. The boat was traveling around 15 miles per hour when it hit. Boston is facing a public health crisis as a massive flu virus sweeps through the city. So far, over 700 people have been infected with the virus, and that number is likely to grow, according to health experts. Lance Armstrong has announced that he will be appearing for a no-holds-barred interview with Oprah Winfrey on her show to discuss the allegations that he used performance-enhancing drugs during his cycling career. For the first time since 1996, the Baseball Hall of Fame has decided to induct zero players for the year. Voting on possible inductees was not kind to players like Sammy Sosa, who are steeped in the continuing steroid controversy. On the international stage, Syrian rebels released 48 captive Iranians in exchange for over 2,100 rebel fighters' freedom from the Assad regime today. Rebels claim the Iranians were carrying out a mission on behalf of regime forces. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, sitting in today with my crew. Doing what we can. I like it. Dr. Matt, uh, I have to say that because um, I'm worried about your health, Skyboy. You're always worried about me. I I appreciate that. This is the first time I've been worried about your health. The just because you're afraid I'll get you sick now. Uh huh. So it's selfish. But you're sounding better. I am sounding better. You look horrible, but you sound great. You don't Which like is better, better for radio. Yeah, you don't have to look good for radio. No, you so. look really good. Isn't actually. that why you got into radio? Because oh, ooh, yeah, gotcha. Burn. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm shunning you. Oh, that was rude. Okay, well, at least I'll have the rest of the show to get you back. Uh, so on the on the program, as you know, we like to talk about creating healthier lives, healthier, happier relationships with people. We like to just give you a leg up on this crazy thing we call life. Because, you know, it's hard, and nobody gave us an owner's manual, so we just have to figure all of this out. And the goal of the show, of course, is to give you the tools, the resources, the ideas. We always like to start the show in the same place, where we get to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the human race. 
Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human Headlines. Yes, we like the human headlines. This is uh, These are all the stories we can find in the news. There's a lot more than this, but we just try to grab some of the funny ones, the interesting ones about what is going on with humans. And boy, have I got a good one to start with. Are you ready for this? How many of you, uh, by a show of hands, and you out there in, in car land, you can raise your hand or pull over and raise your hand. Uh, how many of you just love Congress? So when you think of Congress, you're like, I love them. They're incredible. Apparently... None of you. Oh, one of you. Ty does. I was just scratching you my were head. You scratching your head. I get it. <laughs> Apparently, very few people are in love with our Congress. Um, what would you think could actually be worse than Congress or rated more poorly than Congress? Let me give you a list. I've got 13 things. According to a poll from public policy polling, the new 113th Congress is in, but there are 13 things that people love more than Congress. So are you ready? So these are, these are things that people actually like better than the U.S. Congress? Yes, they prefer these. Okay. Let's just start with the obvious Number one, one. ice cream. No. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more than 13 things. Uh, yeah, but these are ones you won't believe. Like, oh, okay. did you know that people would prefer root canal over Congress? <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> yeah, that's really sad. We all love a good root canal, don't we? Nothing is better than going to the dentist and getting your teeth worked on. Apparently, Americans would rather go through excruciating pain at the dentist's office than think about Congress. How about another one? NFL replacement refs. More beloved and loved than Congress. Here's you, one. You know, that that was pretty bad because I could not care less about the NFL. I just well, I can't understand the rules. But even I you get was so frustrated with those <laughs> refs. The, with that one game with Seattle, right? And the Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay, yeah. yep. Yeah, that'll go down in history. Yep. In fact, that impacted them this year, too. Didn't that impact the playoff games? Because if Green Bay had won that game or something. Anyway. Yeah, then they would have gotten a better a better position. Yeah. Here's one that I know you'll all care about. Head lice. People uh, prefer head lice over Congress. Well, who doesn't? Well, there's a clear treatment with head lice. You go buy the shampoo. <laughs> Congress, there's isn't a shampoo. There's no treatment. There's no hope. Here's one that's interesting, and you'll have to explain this to me, you young kids. Uh, the rock band Nickelback. I oh. hate Nickelback. Okay, so the joke behind this Why do you one, hate Nickelback? What did they ever no, do to I you? No, I like Nickelback, but some people don't like him because he kind of has that really raspy voice. Well, kind of like Skylar right now. Or some people say it's commercialized and they've sold out. Here's a good example. They put it more in your generation. Yeah. You know the Starship song, We Built This City on yes. Rock and Roll? Yes. What's your opinion on that song? Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, like you like it, but yeah. but you don't love it. Yeah. That's Nickelback. Well, but these people hate it. There's a website out there, and it's uh, isnickelbacktheworstbandintheworld.com. And if you type that in and go to that website, all it is is a big screen that has the word Yes, that's all it is. <laughs> that is so sad. But apparently Nickelback's more is preferred. By the way, barely over Congress. That's interesting. Here's one that you wouldn't expect, colonoscopies. <laughs> I would rather have a colonoscopy than listen to the news about Congress. That's very simple. Colonoscopies save lives. <laughs> I can't say the same for the U.S. Congress. No, you can't. Here's one, carnies. The carnival ride owners, you'd rather have uh, carnies than Congress. Uh, which, by the way, sounds like a sitcom. Carney's in Congress. Carney's in Congress. Uh, traffic jam. Well, Carney's, you know, it's a scam going in. Yeah. Congress, there's still this illusion that we can change it and make it better. See, there's a lot about Congress. It's just, 
it just frustrates us on so many levels. Traffic jams? Well, I, I think it frustrates us because Congress could be really <coughs> responsive. I mean, it's really kind of cool that you can divide America up into 435 representatives and and it just – it isn't. See, that's the key though. I don't know why everyone's mad because these are your representatives. They represent you. They then, are then, you. Then we vote for them? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in, in a roundabout way, we prefer – all these Headlights things over, over ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Profound. Uh, let's not go that deep. Here's another one. How about cockroaches? Oh, my goodness. Oh, you love cockroaches. Disgusting. What I do you mean? hate Oh, have cockroaches. you ever had cockroaches on a salad? Uh, I love it. <laughs> it is so yummy. How about Donald Trump? That's Even funny. Donald Trump trumps Congress. Imagine if he ran for Congress. Wow. It'd be kind of like a square root. It might be good because he'd start firing people. Well, do you remember when he said he was going to run for president? Yes. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. Donald Trump, the new anti-Congress shampoo. <laughs> will I fire don't think he uses shampoo. France. France is more popular than Congress, which is interesting because we've had issues with them in the past. Used car salesman. How about Brussels sprouts? I don't have anything against Brussels sprouts at all. Well, they're disgusting. Okay. They there are a it. crime against nature. <laughs> Madison. <laughs> it just depends how you prepare them. No, they're great if you don't eat them. <laughs> they're so uh, Genghis Khan. <laughs> you know. Okay, but that's going back too far. Founded the Mongol Empire and invaded much of Eurasia. You know, very, I mean, they're, he, they're, he, Genghis Khan is scoring all over Congress. He's owning them. And last but not least, um, I told you uh, the traffic jams. Hmm. Tell me that's not interesting. So to be that disliked, you probably ought to gain some feedback. You are not liked. Well, Congress, how does it feel to be hated by almost everyone? So, you know, if we're a relationship and a life kind of coaching radio show, let's just give you some advice. Start paying attention to your peeps. Mercy. Okay, who's got some more news for us? Okay, so it's been about... Is that Nickelback? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, just that is That should be more your generation. Who is that? Scorpions. I don't know any musical names. I just know all the music. Where I were you in the 1980s? Well, I was actually studying. Okay. Sorry. You were too, too uh, busy. I'm not one of these wild teens that played video games. So it's been two months watched since... Watched Hurric- MTV. Two, Sorry. I was just going to say, two months since Hurricane Sandy. Yes. And we... Don't follow the story anymore because we assume that everything's fixed, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Hello. Congress is on it. So you remember all those videos <laughs> where you'd see the cars like, you know, they'd wash down in the subway. Yeah. Or, what do you do with all the flood damaged cars? Well, you're wondering where they all go to. Where, do, where are they all washed? They If they're they're washed down into the subway, so you, the car's got to end up somewhere. Yeah. Where well, do they end up? You get a call eventually, NYPD saying, we found your car. It was um, down in the subway station. <laughs> it was on the You probably roof. ought to call your insurance company. So you call the insurance company, say, hey, Sandy trashed my Toyota. And they say, okay, that's fine. And so you put in a claim. And then once the check is cleared, the insurance company owns your car. So – to decide whether they're going to sell the car to somebody who wants to fix it back up or if they want to scrap the car for parts or, or, or whatever they're going to do. At some point, the insurance company decided, let's just pool all the cars together till we figure out what we're going to do. But you can't put the cars on grass because they're worried the fuels could leak out and damage oh, the yeah. ecosystem. Especially Jeez. if you have – in this case, they're saying they've, they've gathered something around 15,000 cars. Oh. 
Imagine what that would do to somebody's yard. Yeah, well, look what that's going to do to the used car industry. Flooded oh, cars all over the country. That's great. We'll be able to sell them you cheaper. You have to uh, make sure you do that lemon check to make sure it's yeah. <laughs> branded title. See if there's a water line on the back seat. So, so where do you put 15,000 cars on concrete? You can't close down a road. Iowa. You, you don't want to close down the <laughs> – You send them to Iowa, right, Skyboy? There's too much farmland there. That's precious farmland. You got farmland. too much dirt. Yeah. We need more cement. You, you don't want lots of Jersey. oil and transmission fluid. Oh, they are from Jersey. <laughs> so, well, they actually went out to Long Island and found an old uh, – it, it's a small airport that people would use their private planes to fly out. It used to be a uh, company, uh, Grumman. Made their like Northrop aircraft. Grumman. Yeah, yeah. They, they make aircraft and then fly out of this little airport. And it's a nice, perfect stretch. So this great video on YouTube of this pilot flying over the airport, <laughs> and he just sees it loaded with cars. And you can hear the commentary back and forth with the co-pilot. What's that? Unbelievable. You've got to go see the picture. Go online and check this out because it's two runways absolutely filled with cars. Holy cow. Everywhere. And even the parking lot for the runway, apparently. Isn't that amazing? 15,000 cars. Well, and, that, and that's not – they not estimate it could be higher, hundreds of thousands of cars. But well, just some the are ones still floating in the ocean. Gathered up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they find those cars. Holy cow. That's cool. Okay. That's an interesting story. Look at us. See, we're even still in all of this trying to preserve nature by not letting these cars leak all over the place. What's another fun news story? Under the sea. Oh, someone's going under the sea to get the cars. Yeah, well, when we all go under the sea or in the bathtub in the swimming pool or whatever, um, what happens to our body, to our hands? Oh, they get all raisin fingers. Raisin and pruny, yeah. right? I love That's it. absolutely disgusting. I don't like that feeling. You'd think your, your body could handle water better than you that. You would think so. Well, actually, your body does handle water like that. That's Ooh, the point. What so are we there's, doing here? There was a study done in 2011. Um, and they were trying to figure out why we get pruny fingers and pruny toes and stuff like Who that. Who did this study? Why would they do this? Um, I wouldn't want to do it either. We need to but cure cancer, uh, and we're figuring out. It's, it's a team fingers. from Newcastle University okay. in the United Kingdoms, and um, so they tried to figure out why we did this. And it turns out that our our body has adapted like this in order for us to have better grip underwater. Holy cow. Yeah, so they they ran a test That's um, cool. of people moving That's really cool. moving objects, you know, uh, books or uh, uh, I don't know, it doesn't have all the objects on here. But they did it a couple different times with wet objects, dry objects, pruny fingers, and <laughs> oh. non-pruny fingers. Now, if you're moving a dry object like this pen with uh, non-wet hands yeah. uh, or with wet hands, um, it's just the same. It doesn't matter. There's no sort of change. But if you're maybe you got a wet, squishy ball yeah. or any other wet object, and you have pruny fingers, um, you will move the objects twelve percent faster. Interesting. Yeah. And so, I mean, the idea behind this is maybe we did evolve from those fishies that came out and originally, and we're losing our grip. It was an underwater ape, and he had to move trees underwater or something. <laughs> Interesting. Well, actually, you do think about that though. If somebody Say the shark comes to munch you. I, I, I don't know. Shark people are going to say sharks don't munch you. But some kind of underwater creature yeah. is well, going to. Well, the mean to, sharks do. And you've got to grab onto the cliff and climb out of the water so you don't get munched. Right. Natural selection. Yeah. See, I like to think about what the baseball pitcher underwater, if he had grippier fingers, could throw a better curveball. 
This is starting to sound like a SpongeBob episode. You've been hanging out with your younger kids. <laughs> but really, that's baseball. cool because we just, I, you know, we always think that's just an annoyance, you know? Yeah. But it's supposed to be the, the, cool. the same effect as like a tread on a tire. It's supposed to give you better grip when you're driving yeah. in the rain. Same thing with your fingers. I see. I always thought it just was like somebody's hand getting old. <laughs> like I thought I was aging underwater. But no, it's grippiness. Good stuff. Ty, a boy. Way to pull in for the interns. Thanks. You knocked that one out of the park. Wow. We're even going to get your name right on that one. Sweet. You're not Gus anymore. No, yeah, good You're job, Tie, Dave. Sticky fingers. Oh. Good to have you. That's good. What you got, Madison? The okay. medicine. So mine is about a video that has gone viral. You guys have probably seen it already. Um, it's a dad did a parody to the movie or the movie, the song, I'm Sexy and I Know It. Yeah, that's I've seen. This is cool. And he says, I'm a daddy and I know it. And it is hilarious. He has like five kids and yeah. he's just going along doing this stuff. And he's trying to look cool lugging <laughs> five kids around. Yeah. And he's just like lifting yeah. them like his weight. He works out with his. It is really funny. He has triplets. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, what would that be like to go from two to then five? Yeah. <laughs> and I think triplets were his baby. Yeah, that's a cool. Look that up. That's a really funny mm-hmm. video. It's funny how this. There, I just saw another that, viral that one. Cat thing you showed us the other day. Okay, that was horrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the internet thing. You just trying to redeem yourself after that. Because don't you notice that, that Madison brings up a lot of weird internet stuff? Hey, yeah, I'm does. just representing my generation. Okay. <clears throat> well, then why do you I date out of your generation? <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> you are <Whoa>. in trouble. <laughs> Touche. But it's because uh, we're talking internet safety today, and I think if anyone needs it, it's Madison. Oh, my. I agree. Because she watches, <laughs> this is her she sits on the internet all day. I know she does, and just watches it and just loves to see the cats. And the what was that thing called? Pop tart. Pop tart cat. Pop tart cat. Cat tart. Cat tart. Yeah. And you bring us some weird stuff like that. So today on the show, <laughs> we're going to be asking an expert about how we don't lose our mind, ourself, our values, our money, our identity online. And this was your guest. You got this guest. Are you doing that because subtly you know you need help? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Is it the cat tart? Uh, Nyan cat. Nyan cat. <laughs> if you're going to quote it, say it right. Is bro. it Nyan cat? <laughs> I like to call it cat tart. Some of you have seen it. It's a cat that looks like a pop tart with a rainbow shooting out the back of the pop tart. <laughs> It's really stupid. It's really stupid, <laughs> but it's hours of fun for Madison. No. <laughs> right, Madison? I walked I by her cubicle watched... the other day. She was just watching yeah. it, like, <laughs> yeah. smiling. See, and a lot of people wouldn't think that that's a safety issue, but it is oh, because goodness. she gets so excited that she could poke her eye out with a pen. <laughs> she could fall. She could. These are good points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so I want to ask the expert. We need to get her help. Look, oh, fact, we got to make sure we bring up this cat tart. Nyan cat so that our expert can see it and just see this is somebody that's dealt with this but he's he's really more used to dealing with people that are trying to trick you and get into chat rooms with you and get you to do stuff you shouldn't be doing that's our guest today right yep and instead we're gonna we're gonna hit him with cat tart <laughs> see what he thinks about that because i and i think a we're doing this for madison because i don't want to lose her or her eye <laughs> You listen to the Matt Townsend Show again. We are giving you the tools we can. We'll be back with more tools today and ideas on how to provide safety for your family online. If we're using these smartphones, if you're using anything on the Internet, how to make it safe. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
From the ski slopes to the desert, and maybe to another planet, these futuristic goggles give you more than just the view. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. A cool new communication technology from Canada's Recon Instruments and Colorado Zeal Optics caught the eye of NASA engineers who are researching in-helmet displays for future spacesuit information systems. Transcend GPS-enabled sport goggles feature a head-mounted display that can show you seven different pieces of information, such as your exact location, time, temperature, speed, altitude, and distance traveled. Information from the goggles micro-LCD display seems to float in midair about six feet in front of you. NASA plans to evaluate the head-mounted display technology during their annual desert research and technology studies, otherwise known as desert rats, in Arizona. You see, astronauts in spacesuits need access to lots of detailed information, but they still rely on paper checklists worn on their arm and voice communications from other crew members or ground controllers. Having real-time data in a helmet display will lead to safer and more productive astronauts. And even if you aren't flying on a future space mission, you can still wear the Transcend goggles as you fly down the snow-covered slopes. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Make sure you follow BYU Radio on Twitter for live updates on sports, radio programs, and more. Then tweet us what your thoughts are as you listen to our programs. And don't forget to include us in your live tweeting of any BYU sporting events. Follow us at BYU Radio on Twitter. Where do I go when I don't have a friend? Where do I go at another's day's end? Nobody loves me, somebody loves me on Twitter. I think I'm That's the Twitter song. Turn that up a bit, Sky Boy. Let's enjoy this. Ingrid Michaelson's reign. All because of I love her voice, by the way. I don't know. Some people don't love it. I love it. You know, I don't love it as much as Cat Tart. Um, no, she's good. And so uh, we're talking technology today. That's the Twitter song. And what we want to talk about, you know, it's dangerous. Technology has the potential, you know, change the world, serve your life all this information at your fingertips and simultaneously you can let a lot of bad people into your life that can find out a lot about you. For example, they could steal your identity. So we sent out Tyler mail and, uh, he, our, our crack intern cracked, cracked. That just sounds wrong. <laughs> we sent out Tyler and he went and talked to some people on the street. He wanted to find out, look, if you were an identity thief, not that you are, but you were, whose identity would you want to steal <laughs> or thieve? I guess that's the crazy word, hypothetically. I just want to know if you consider yourself an honest person. Yes, yes. definitely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. 100%. Okay, mostly. That's good enough. Yeah. So I'll put you in a hypothetical situation. If you could steal anyone's identity in the world, who would it be? Maybe, okay, um, this is a little embarrassing, but maybe Kim Kardashian? <laughs> well, what would you do with that sort of identity? I would go shopping. I would try to go to as many, like, parties as I could, like Hollywood parties. And maybe Bill Gates? Bill Gates? Yeah. Okay, why would you choose Bill Gates? A lot of money. <laughs> okay. And what, what would you do with that much money? 
I have no idea. No. But you asked me who I'd steal. I wouldn't <laughs> steal, but you asked who. Brett Hoquist. He's an illustrator in New York City. Okay. Why would you steal his identity? Because I want his job. What would you do with his identity? If you had all of his information? I would just take his clients into his artwork. <laughs> so it's not really it for the money then? No. Maybe Obama. Obama? Yeah. Okay, why would you steal his identity? I just get to know a lot of information. I'd ask a couple of questions. And then what, what would you do with that afterward? I would sell it on eBay. If you could steal anyone's identity, who would it be? I would still probably go with Brandon. Why? He's loaded, and no one likes him. So, like, if no one, like, found out that I sold his identity, it would be like, whatever, it's Tiger Woods. What would you do with his identity? You know, I think I'd turn his life around. I would restore the good name of Tiger Woods. I'd win a couple PGA championships and uh, buy myself a Rolls Royce. Wow, that's not a bad idea. Tiger Woods. Huh, okay, so if we had uh, the chance to steal someone's identity, legally, of course, because we're not trying to advocate for being immoral. How can you legally steal someone's identity? Don't ask questions. This is a <laughs> hypothetical. hypothetical, Madison. Okay, Call. hypothetical. Just making sure that's yeah. clear. Whose identity would you steal? Moi? Yeah. You know... Vu. <laughs> Vu. Oh, you're so I know funny. French. Um, I don't... Um, I think, you know, like a Vanderbilt, like someone with the last name, like Carnegie. You're you know, just a money grabber. Yeah. Well, the thing is because Gold no one digger. knows like, <laughs> no. um, it's like no one really knows their individual names now, but the last name, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you're anonymous, but that last name carries. It so carries a weight. lot. Yeah. You might yeah. live in your van down by the river, but you're but, a Vanderbilt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they still have you a have nice your name. Own university. <laughs> Who would you pick, Ty? Um, well, yesterday I said Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I'm you not know, sure. There's if that's rumors my... on the internet that he's dead. No, yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I saw a he's picture not. of him recently. Yeah. Oh man, I think he watched Nyan Cat and it killed him. <laughs> Bill Nye the Cat. Nye. Bill Nye. Bill Nye and Cat. He invented it. Um, yesterday we we mentioned that it would probably be a smart idea to steal your own identity. Yes, that was that. Okay, that got a little weird. Now, why? Do you remember why? Because Bryce went on a rant there. Yeah, well, it makes sense because you have all your information. um, You wouldn't have to change any of it. You would just go on huge spending sprees. Bye, 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 everything you want. And then you could file... Hey, yeah. someone stole my identity. Hey, I don't. I nobody's going to complain about it, yeah. and you're not going to get arrested because nobody's looking for you. But don't wear the jacket when the police come. Right. That leather, the, all the leather goods you bought. <laughs> yeah. Don't avoid do that. that. You could also just say you're a Vanderbilt, and they'll think you're rich. Exactly. There you go. Uh, what, a, what about Boy? just from Ooh. kind of a narcissist type angle? I don't want to steal somebody else's identity. The same way, I don't want to steal somebody else's comb or Pencil. toothbrush. Yeah. That's no. My you're, no. That's too weird, Rob. Let's uh-huh. not go that way. That's it. You're just trying to protect yourself. I don't want their yourself. debts, and I don't want their... I know what Skyboy would steal. Charge Who's up. Who's he would steal? Besides yours. Because uh, I think you're at the top of my list, Matt. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what a compliment. You would steal my identity. Well, not really. I was just, just trying to flatter you. Okay, what you got, Skyboy? I, I was thinking Bruce Wayne, actually. Okay, you know Bruce Wayne's not real. What are you talking about? That's what he wants you to think. Just because you wear the outfit to work doesn't mean... <laughs> just because you have that little blanket that's... What's it called? The onesie blanket? The Snuggie. The Snuggie. Just because you have a Bruce Wayne Snuggie doesn't mean it makes it real. It's okay. not real. Okay. You know, yesterday it was a leotard with Spurs shorts. I know. He's really he's really creative in his dress. Okay. I like that, Bruce <laughs> but, Wayne. Sam out there. Sam, our news guy, wants to get in on this. What you got, Sammy? 
All right, definitely the best identity to steal would be like the Queen of England. Come on. Oh, you wow. You got all the money. Dude, you, you couldn't got all pull the clout. off the you Queen, You get all the deals Sam. in the whole world. You can go anywhere with you know all what? the money in the world. I think Sam Sam was sporting a, a mustache that looked like Tom Selleck last year. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to go with Tom Selleck. I've got hands down the best. You ready for this? Ready. Kim Jong-il. This seems obvious. He's, he's dead. Is it? Kim Il Jong Jong Un. Oh gosh, Kim Jong Il's son, Kim Jong Sung. Is that Un? Un. Un. Hit. I want him. You know why? why? It why? seems obvious. Oh, because he, he was the sexiest man. No, that not, even that. That. <laughs> not even that. Not even that. This is better. This is better. This is better because he found a unicorn lair. Oh. And if there's a I unicorn feel like this lair, might also not be real. Uh, no. If you're getting on me for Bruce Wayne. But Bruce, on you unicorns, unicorns are real. That's what you say. Bruce Wayne didn't I've make the headlines, though. I've this seen did. pictures. They're real. Show me the pictures. Yeah, you know, <sighs> yesterday we stuck the marker on Tyler's forehead, so... He was almost a unicorn. He was almost What's a unicorn. So, <laughs> we're going to come back, and we're going to get into this making it safe on the internet. And I want you kids to listen, especially you, Madison, because I'm worried about the stuff you're looking at. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Freshen up your mornings with Marcus Smith and the BYU Radio Morning Show. Lifestyle, news, current events, science, technology, and just about anything else. You'll be feeling good all day long when you start your day with Marcus Smith and The Morning Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Vice President Joe Biden says an executive order could be the next administrative move on gun control if Congress does not act on the issue soon. Biden's new task force to find gun violence solutions met today. A hearing to decide if there's enough evidence to try accused Colorado theater shooting suspect James Holmes came to a swift end today when public defenders decided not to call any witnesses. The judge's decision is expected today or tomorrow. Former director of the Office of Management and Budgets Jack Lew has been nominated by President Obama to be the next Treasury Secretary, replacing Timothy Geithner just before another congressional debate over the debt ceiling. A high-speed New York City ferry carrying hundreds of people crashed into a dock this morning near Wall Street, injuring nearly 60 people. The boat was traveling around 15 miles per hour when it hit. A public health crisis is growing in Boston as over 700 people have now been confirmed to have various strains of the flu virus. Health experts warn the outbreak is likely going to get worse swiftly. Three strikes in as many days for the new Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft. This time, a braking problem caused a flight to be canceled by a Japanese company, heightening safety concerns about the new jets. Speaking of strikes, the Baseball Hall of Fame is not inducting any new players this year after voters shot down possible names like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Roger Clemens, all of whom have been accused of using steroids. Syrian rebels released 48 captive Iranians in exchange for over 2,100 rebel fighters' freedom today. Rebels claim the Iranians were carrying out a mission on behalf of the Assad regime. 
That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Tell me this isn't bringing back memories. Keep it up. Keep it up. It's going to rock right about here. This was the beginning of every stomp at my high school right there. Ha! Stomps. Those were dances back in the day. Back when you had really big shoes that would make a stomping noise. Now we all wear dainty shoes, so there's no more stomps. Don't look at me that way, Scott. I wasn't boy. giving you any work. Safety dance. Uh, what's that called? Men without hats. Is that who sings that? Men without hats. See, I knew that one. Because you told me five minutes earlier. <laughs> We're joined now by Darren Durfee. Now, Darren's got a really, uh, he's got an interesting background. And we can't, we can't say everything we know about Darren because he's, he's in law enforcement. But Darren works with, he's the director of Utah County Sex Crimes Task Force in Utah County Sheriff's Office in the state here in Utah in Provo. Um, and he's done a lot of work with trying to catch, I like to use the word perps, there you go. Is that right, Darren? Yeah. He's, he knows a lot about safety in the Internet. So we welcome you here, Darren. Now, by the way, I think more importantly, you've, you've done this for years. How many years? I've been in investigations for nine years. Investigations. So you've kind of seen a ton yes. of these perps. But you've also uh, – you're also a father. No No, father. you're married 23 years. Yes. I knew that. I was going to say, you're a father of 23, but that's weird. <laughs> so you've, you've, you married your wife, Valine, 23 years ago. Is that right when you got in law enforcement? Just about. You've been in law enforcement then. Almost you've also worked in the prisons, the jails. So you've kind of seen the world. Yes. And then the internet comes along. And, and changed messes. everything. Didn't it change everything? <laughs> so before we move on, I have to have you just make a comment on Madison. You know, Madison, our producer. Yes. She has a favorite website. Called nyancat.com. Okay, I call it cat tart. And I'm just going to turn up my own. I hope you can pick this audio up because it is profound. But this is just a cat that's in the shape of a pop tart with a rainbow um, cloud coming out of it. I don't know what you call it. Uh, what do you think? Dangerous? She spent Boring. more than 12,000 hours watching that. <laughs> There's nothing on it but a cat, a few words, and then it tells you how long you've been on it. We're going to try to break the record. Probably like uh, a lot of the internet, a waste of time, right? Yes. Now, some of it could be really good, but then some of it are just little traps, little yes. back doors. Right. So tell me, what, what's your take on this? Because, you know, the internet's not going away, I've heard. No. Um, apparently, it's here to stay, but it doesn't mean we have to be controlled by it. So... Give us kind of the history. What's the history of safety? You've been at this a long time. The internet and uh, and I guess the dangers of the internet yeah. have changed dramatically. I mean, it um, seems like it used to. None of us even knew what it was. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of like some discussion earlier. You used to talk about bulletin boards, then you talked about chat rooms. Yeah. Now we talk about uh, Facebook and Bebo and Twitter. Hold and, on, Bebo. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All of the other, uh, I guess, media forums where people go to meet. Right. Um, 
for good reasons and for bad. But there used to just be like video games and everyone was like those blasted video games that sure. are just creating mush in our children's heads. But now those video games actually connect online. Yes. And then you can go shoot people online with other people you don't even know right. and hang out and go to war with each other. And chat with and each other. And chat with each other. So there's a whole other avenue. Yes. Plus cell phones, right? these smartphones where the people can get online. We just bought our, a bunch of our kids these phones, and we're trying to find ways to get healthier uh, um, online viewing and, and search engine help that's more uh, – what's the word? Safer, I guess. Right. I need your help on that. We'll get into that, I'm sure, today. But um, it's, not, it's not going away, and we're kind of clueless. And what I'm worried about is some of these older generations – like I'm 44. They they make me sound like I'm a grandfather here, which I almost am. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm 44, but um, I'm not that far removed from this, and I don't even know what half this stuff is. My parents really don't know. My grandparents wouldn't have a clue. Right. right? Yeah. So I want our listeners to know, what what should we start watching out for? I, I think the biggest thing is being aware of what your children are doing in the home. And if you're going to provide media devices to your kids, understand how they work. Yeah. So can I go back and check and find out where my kids have been? Um, do you know how to check a history on a computer? I do on a computer yeah. and a phone. Right. But some people don't. Yeah. No, amazingly really. Amazingly enough. Well, and, and that's one of the rules we set down with our kids is no one's allowed to erase their history. Right. So I'll be checking the history and I'll know if you've erased the history. Right. And so if you erase the history, you lose the phone. Right. First rule. But – um, I know how to do that, and I just sit there and th- I want you. This is real, though. You go and do investigations, kind of like to catch a predator kind of thing. Right. And there's real stuff going on. There is, and and that has changed a lot over the last say ten years. You know what we used to do ten years ago? The uh, media forums that we worked in uh-huh. have completely changed. Yeah. Um, you know where people meet. I, I like to say where perpetrators groom. Mm-hmm. Those, oh, is that what those they have do? changed. They get you in there, and then the perpetrator starts talking to you. I guess they're sure. looking for the right kind of victim, right? As as we all know, the internet is it's complete anonymity. Mm-hmm. You can pretend to be whatever you want to be, and um, and and so if I'm a per- perpetrator and uh, I'm looking for people that I want to um, seduce or. Or groom, mm-hmm. you know. I, I portray myself to be something that I'm not. Yeah. Maybe another kid, uh, you know. Whatever the case may be, gain a person's trust, have them go offline. That's that's what happens a lot now. Because then, once they're offline, there really is no trace. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So once they're offline, you as a parent, you don't know what your child's doing. Yeah. Um, and and so those are things that have really changed. Well, the and they're they're years. kind of developmentally. It seems like a lot of these kids developmentally aren't where they need to be. It's like they have a tool that they're not developmentally ready to handle. They don't know that you fully can't trust people. I would say that's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of these kids are are vulnerable to manipulation. Yeah. Um, They might come from, like, broken homes, broken families, past abuse. Yeah. And and so, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, what are some things that we can do? Uh, if you have a good open relationship and a good strong family bond in your home, that that's the biggest thing that you can do. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, that, how do you beat that? Right. Because then we're talking, and my kid's not. 
he's at least telling me, hey, yeah, I've been being groomed online, Dad. Sure. No. But he's going to – he'll at least we'll have a conversation going. He'll probably be less inclined to, to stray or and, to – And actually, if you have a good relationship and a good open relationship where you've talked about issues like this, he's less likely to be groomed in the first place. That's right. He's less likely to engage – he or she mm-hmm. – less likely to engage in that conversation to begin with. Yeah. Um, but – wouldn't it be great if everybody had that relationship where uh, they could come and say, hey, mom and dad, uh, this person said this to me online uh, versus not yeah. saying anything at all yeah. and continuing that uh, conversation or that relationship with somebody? Well, I mean, and because oh, you can almost just see some child maybe who's, uh, whose parents have to work. He comes home, a latchkey kid, doesn't have someone there. You know, parents just divorced. He's stressed or sad or whatever anyway, and he gets online, and that, and then he's got three, four hours alone online all day before you get home from work. Absolutely. And that's probably when it's happening around these off times, sure. huh? And what does a parent provide their children as a substitute babysitter? Yeah, right, just your technology. I mean, that's what it is nowadays. Well, see, that's what's interesting is it you honestly, it used to just be the TV. Sure. But the, the TV couldn't necessarily bring an actual perp. Male, right. female perpetrator in to harm you, but now your technology can. Right. These people are actually. It's like it's the equivalent of just letting some guy come sit in your daughter's bedroom and talk. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, webcams. Yeah. And now webcam. Else. I mean, sure. and, and sexting and all yep. that. And yep. so that's one of the reasons we want you on and wanted you on is because I think I mean our our audience is it's kind of a it's a varied age and varied uh, you know background but i think the key to it is we just need tools and ideas for what's really going on i think a lot of us are super naive Absolutely. to what's going on sure and the sad thing is our kids aren't right. i mean our kids know what's going on i mean but they they also may not have they don't have your depth of pain they don't True. know how deep this can go but we're handing them i mean we're also worried right now about the guns and making sure all the gun control and all that. But you know what? We need cell phone control. We need online search engine control, stuff sure. like that. Sure. And, you know, and those options are available for parents. Yeah. There is there is software out there that assists. Um, there again, is your child responsible enough to have a smartphone? That's true. I'll give you a personal example. Um, bought my wife a smartphone. She doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> Perfect. She does. Yeah, Madison does. <laughs> you know, oh man, she probably so, has the Nyan Nyan Cat twenty four. That's exactly. <laughs> how else can she get fifty eight million hours of Nyan Cat? That's right. She has to take it with her. That's right. Horrible. So, so they're over for a weekend, and and what do we do? Hey, Madison, can you help? Uh... And you had Madison tutor. Sure. Yeah. Oh, great. So now you've got Cat Tart. But but that's a perfect example of of kind of what I'm talking about. Here's, you know, somebody who's. 40s. Yeah. And doesn't understand a lot of how technology works. Oh, totally. Hand it to a kid, they school us. Oh, yeah. You know, they understand how it works. Yeah. It's what they grew up with. That's um, it. You know, I mean, another personal example. I started off in law enforcement. We wrote a report with a pen. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, yeah. that was the old school yeah. days. You know? A pen? Uh, yeah, a pen. It's amazing. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Now you know, it's all probably iPads now, and stuff. Now everything's it? electronic Laptops. transmission. Yeah, absolutely. Laptop in every car. You can't get into a game anymore without being scanned with some right. iPod or iPad or whatever. It's, right. 
it's changing, and I think uh, – and I'm excited you're here. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Darren um, – now, he's he's been in law enforcement. He's seen kind of the ugly, ugly side, and we're going to have him start giving us some advice, more advice as parents, what we can be doing. But uh, just – I want him to also give us some of the truth. What's going on out there that you don't even know? Even if it's a little scary for us, I'd love to hear about it. We're talking to Darren Durfee. From uh, he's a police officer and is doing what he can to help us uh, clean up our internet. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Patches designed for repairs in space are now being used to get race cars back on the track. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Astronauts in orbit occasionally need to make quick repairs to equipment. Since they can't bring entire hardware stores with them, they were looking for a versatile way to fix things during missions. Cornerstone Research Group of Dayton, Ohio, developed a simple patch repair system that works in space and on Earth. The patch is a structural composite material that's heated to become flexible. It can be molded to any repair surface, including curves and corners. The material cools within seconds, becoming strong and rigid while keeping its new shape. The patches were developed commercially for the automotive repair industry under the name Rub-In Repair. The rigid structural material makes it a perfect patch for race cars. During a pit stop, damage can be repaired within seconds to bring back a car's structural integrity and aerodynamic shape. Another version of the patch is made for the outdoor and adventure market with the name Rec Repair. Whether making quick repairs in space or on pit row, this patch keeps you moving. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Travel somewhere new every Monday with artist Eric Dowdled. Let Eric paint pictures in your mind of far-off places and their cultures. If they're dancing, isn't that kind of an invitation for you to join in? Yeah. Okay, but no one else did but me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. (laughs) I was dancing like a son of a gun. Yes, you were. were. Join Eric and co-host Dave for Traveling with Eric Dowdled. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Internet girl, Aaron Carter. See, the young generation's giving me these tunes. They we got this off your iPad. iPod, Matt. You, uh, we, oh, we got you this did? off your iPod, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I've been looking for my iPad. Did you take my iPad? You know, one good thing, uh, as we're talking about technology today, we've got Darren Durfee with us here. Darren um, is a lieutenant uh, in Utah County Jails, Utah County Sheriff's Office. And um, he really is... He knows his stuff, and he's trying to teach us, really, A, how bad, how great the Internet is, we all know. Ton, I mean, have you heard of Wikipedia, Darren? Yes. Good stuff. There's great stuff out there, and there's kind of a dark side. We all kind of hear of some of it, but there's a very dark side that he has spent time investigating and trying to catch these people that are out there trying to slowly 
get uh, your children, your money, everything that's so valuable to you. So we've we've had Darren come on, and he's going to coach us through some things we should be doing, some things we shouldn't be doing. Now, Darren, one thing I love about like iPhones and iPads um, are this this program called Find My iPhone. Yeah. And now I can see where my children are at all times. Yeah. And it's way cool. It is. Cool. So that's kind of handy. Yeah. Is there a downside to that? Sure. What? If Don't. you're a perpetrator. Oh, geez. And, and you want to know gets your where password, they are. Yeah, then yeah, you got them. Absolutely. And if someone, so the, the big thing we're trying to battle here is, I guess, naivete. Right. These young kids that are just too naive to know that they shouldn't be handing out their find my iPhone mm-hmm. password. Yes. Kids nowadays. Kids. So fill us in. What, if we're thinking about internet safety and educating our children on the internet, because I guess it really is the internet. It's not the phone itself. We've had phones for years. Sure. It's the internet access on the phone. It's the internet at home that starts to bring in other people. It's the internet on our um, game boxes and things like that. Right. Internet, um, apps, programs, uh, you name it. So you got Facebook. You got MySpace. Do you remember when it was just MySpace? Sure. And that was like horrible. And then Craigslist kind of emerged and then there were some deaths and shootings because of people off of Craigslist. And that's kind of died down. Right. But it's everything now. So now you've got, uh, let's talk about mobile devices. Yes. You know, um, you're talking about GPS locator. Yeah. Okay, so you've got uh, dodgeball. What's that? Looped. These are um, all different kinds. Moses. These are all applications or, or I guess they're applications, yeah. right? Um, where you can uh, connect with friends. So if I'm perp A and I build a relationship with you. Now we're friends. Now we're friends. We become friends on Dodgeball. Now I can find out where you are. Now I know where you are. And I say, hey, let's hook up. And you, you think know, I'm a 16-year-old guy, but I'm really a 50-year-old guy right. who's already has a criminal history right. of being a perp. Yep. Hey, let's go to the movie. Hey, let's go, you know, whatever. And uh, now I've just given – well, there's, there's a technology that's given me the ability yeah. to get closer to you. And if that doesn't put a chill down your spine listening to that, that's – you're crazy. That yeah. is the scary part of this. It is. And your kids don't know. So you – one, I guess, thing you're saying is get close to your kids. We need to be talking. Sure. I, I, and I frank. Mean, it, be frank. It, it all goes back to – I mean it, we'll go back to the very premise of where the problem comes from. It's a breakdown in the human family. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't have relationships like we used to. How many people sit down and have Sunday dinner? Well, together? now you now you got to tweet your kids to come yeah. in for dinner, right? I, you know, uh, you go out to a restaurant. I I can see two people that I clearly can tell they're dating. Never say a word to each other while waiting to be seated. Isn't that crazy? both sitting there on their their phones texting? For all I know, they're texting each other. Yeah, you know. But you know what's funny about that is it used to take twenty years to get to that stage. Right now they're doing all their dating. Yeah, that's so messed up. And so we don't have a lot of human interaction anymore. You know, uh, it's it's like uh, just as as an example, I have friends that sit and text. I, I think, why are you texting? I'll pick up the phone and call them. Hey, I, I'm not going to sit here and text back and forth a hundred times. Yeah, why are we doing that? Let's have a conversation. I I can tell you what I need to tell you in thirty seconds. Yeah, don't make me my yeah. thumbs work so much. And and, there, and then there's also I guess just texting and driving and sure. all the distractions that that's creating. Absolutely, as well. yeah, huge. So if we're going to start to educate our kids about the internet. And, the, and, you know, even cell phones. You know, when do we start? 
I guess I guess we start young. And what do we? How do we start bringing this up? I, we don't want to scare them. No, uh, you know, and I'll give you just a a, a gee whiz. I guess. Yeah. Most abuse, if you want to talk about uh, sexual, emotional, uh, physical abuse, is done by family members, a friend of the family, or somebody that's known to the victim. Okay, so it's so it's not stranger circle. danger, right? Yeah, right. Okay, very rare. That's is that very, even true online and internet stuff? Well, it's it's it's, still it's more common circle. online. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's, like I say, we talk about that grooming or yeah. that relationship that's developed. So yeah, it's it's somebody who's not what they portray to be, um, and yes, they probably are a stranger, right? Yeah. Okay, but uh, there's a relationship that's established. So, you know, I think what it really boils down to is. Like say what, knowing what age you're going to provide an electronic media to your children. Uh, do you allow them? Do you give them a cell phone when they're six years old? Mm. Uh, if you do, then there needs to be boundaries. There needs to be rules. Do you have a preference in your head for when you would start? In court? I mean, I guess it's one thing to have a phone. Yeah. Like we, I think we give our kids about nine a phone to take. It's not internet accessible, but that they take. When they'll go to a party or when sure. they'll go somewhere. Right. But um, when would you start giving them some of the bigger technologies, these smartphones that have – Well, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting th- dilemma because now a lot of schools require uh, schoolwork's done online. Yeah. Uh, homework assignments. I mean I'm loving it. I can see my um, kids' homework sure. day by day. So so teachers are actually having kids go out and research things on the internet. Um so that's really a tough one. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, just know that you need to monitor it. Yeah. Never allow a children, you know, never allow your child to have a computer in their bedroom. Oh yeah. I totally agree. You know. Or I don't even let them have their cell phones up in the room. When they're like they're crazy, but we have a little charge station that we plug them all into at night. Right. It's right by my my bedroom. Right. And I hear them beeping all night. Yeah. But you're not taking the phones up there at night. Right. Period. So, so those are boundaries and rules that you set. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't send a, a child out uh, with a cell phone uh, from just from a personal perspective, unless they're at least twelve years old. Yeah. And then at that point, no internet, like you said, no yeah, internet no access. Internet. Um, but you know, I mean, to each their own. We see it all the time. Um, I guess if you feel like as a parent, you want to. To give that tool to your child, just understand how it works, yeah, and understand what the risks are. Well, and that's so. I think that's the that's the it seems like that's always the bigger thing is our kids are undisciplined and get in trouble because we're undisciplined a lot of times, right. and we don't know quite the dangers of this. I know, like on my phone, all of my kids, I'm pretty sure all of, them, in fact, even my college child, um, signed up under my uh, like my account. So every app they get comes to my account. I right. see every single app, unless they're like, they don't have their own account. I see every app that's coming on. Right. So I kind of know what's going on. In fact, today I got an invoice for a fifteen dollar textbook app. Yeah, and I'm thinking, who's buying textbook apps on my phone? And it happened to be my college child that I didn't know I had the power to access. But now I can get into the backside and owner. Um, well, that sounded bad. So, but it's interesting. So that's, but I had to learn that. Nobody told me that. Right. And then on my phone, should I just use Safari, the traditional, um, what do they call them? Search exp- like browser. browser. Yeah. 
But then I learned you can go get a thing called Moby Chip, and I don't know if you've heard of that, but Moby Chip's a browser that every child on earth hates because you can you can actually hook it on every kid's account and based on their age, give them age-specific sites that they can go to sure. and powerful. Not only that, as you know, you can set up a phone where they can only call a certain exactly. amount of numbers yes. or you know numbers you program in. Yeah, uh, you know, if we want to be smart about it, that's how we should approach it. But I think what we do is we're like, we just we, maybe it's not smart we want to be or even safe. We just want to be loved, so we just get them the phone, hand them the phone, yeah. go to town, pal. Hey, yeah. here's a card, iTunes card. Go get what you got to do. It's a lot easier to be lazy. It's totally, okay. and it's also. But as an officer, you've probably seen just people, kids that were neglected, and parents that were lazy, and parents that were abusive, and parents that were trying to do everything, and their kids still got in trouble. Parents that are naive. Yeah. I, I mean, you said it earlier. Yeah. Uh, naivety, you know, yeah. it, it's huge. We just uh, we got to learn. Refusing to accept that it might happen to my child. Refusing to accept that it might happen to me. Um, you know, uh, how many applications do you open that you have no clue what you're opening? Oh, yeah. Um, how many times have you opened up an email and something pops up and you weren't prepared for that? Right. You know, do you, and, and let's do this because I really want to get into. Do you have ideas too on filters and and stuff like this? Madison, come here and help us with this one because Madison, you know, she's she's smart. All shucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, but she. I mean, eighteen, nineteen years old. Yes. Young lady, new college, re- relatively new to college. Mm-hmm. But internet's crazy. Yeah, well, I remember, I'm kind of at that age where I remember in first grade and kindergarten, we would go, you know, into the computer lab and there'd be like Netscape. Yeah. And so that's like from like the very early, you know, so I've kind of grown up with it, mm-hmm. but I still remember what it used to be like. And just going through the changes, like I remember when I first got my MySpace account Different stuff yeah. like that. I've never had a MySpace account. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I don't dabble in the bad stuff like that. <laughs> but did you? Do you remember just subtly playing on the internet as a young girl, and then something just completely inappropriate popped up? Does that oh ever yeah. Happen? Well, I mean, it also happens, especially with younger kids, because they try to play online games, and then it will route them through others, yeah. like some other site. Like I see this happen with my younger brothers. They'll go, "Oh, here, let's play like a bubble game." All of a sudden, on the sidebar, there's like a completely inappropriate ad, oh. and you're like, "What is this doing on here?" On the bubble game, yeah. Or, and that's where I found it. Is my kids are saying all these phrases that are like adult, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. Do not call your mother that. Yeah. Interesting. We're going to come back. We're going to keep talking to Darren Durfee, uh, who's walking us through internet safety. He is an officer with Utah County Jail, Utah County Sheriff's Office. And uh, he's an investigator and knows how to get into the, the tools, the ideas, the skills we need as parents to get our game on and make our lives safer for our family. We'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show, Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Whether it's media's role in politics, electronic music, finding your focus, or life in Japan, Kim Power Stilson will discuss it on her show, Talkworthy. She brings you thought-provoking stories and interviews that will fascinate, educate, and entertain you. 
Tune in to Talkworthy Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern to hear what Kim Stilson has found Talkworthy today. Only here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The day President Obama nominated Jack Lew to be the next Treasury Secretary, Lew was the director of the Office of Management and Budget, Labor Secretary Hilda Solis announced her resignation, further shuffling the next president's next term cabinet. Vice President Joe Biden says an executive order could be the administration's next move on gun control if Congress does not act on the issue. Biden's new task force to find gun violence solutions met earlier today. In the trial to decide if there's enough evidence to try James Holmes for the Colorado theater shooting, police testimony revealed that on Holmes' phone there are pictures showing him posing with guns and body armor before the attack. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo proposed dozens of new ways to boost the state's economy today, including opening new casinos in the upstate area to assist struggling local governments. A high-speed New York City ferry carrying hundreds of people crashed into a dock this morning, injuring nearly 60 people near Wall Street. The boat was traveling around 15 miles per hour when it hit. A public health crisis is growing in Boston as over 700 people have now been confirmed to have, a, to have various strains of the flu virus. Health experts warn the outbreak is likely going to get worse and swiftly. Three strikes in as many days for the new Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft. This time, a braking problem caused a flight to be canceled by a Japanese company, heightening safety concerns about the new jet. Speaking of strikes, the Baseball Hall of Fame will not induct any new players this year after voters shot down possible names like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Roger Clemens, all of whom have been accused of using steroids. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Kiss me through the front, the phone by Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. It's Soldier. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Why are we kissing through phones? Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we used to kiss yeah. without a phone. Couples don't even kiss in real life anymore. It's just no. through their phone. Just That's send right. like a kiss, kiss text. Kiss. Smile, can you? <laughs> oh, man, they don't know what they're missing. Um, here's the deal. We're sitting here with Darren Durfee, who's the chief deputy corrections. Uh, he's the chief, chief deputy of the Corrections Bureau, Utah County Sheriff's Office. And he's giving us insight. He's been an investigator. He's been a detective and has been um, actively involved in investigating sex crimes. He's been on the Sex Crimes Task Force in Utah County here with the Sheriff's Department. And we're, we're just really trying to pick his brain and get some more ideas, some more tools. Um, one of the things that you're also saying, though, is that there's the idea that we're grooming people. These kids kind of don't know they're being groomed. The technology kind of enhances that. But th- there's a difference between um, just some, you know, teenage kid that's curious and out looking at pictures and maybe even, you know, doing stuff and and actual the actual these perps that are really hardcore right well let's let's give you an example um teenagers that are sexting each other okay and so that's huge and I, there's so huge. sexting using text messages to right. send sexually explicit pictures, pictures or himself. information or, right. or words yep themselves or others yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you have sexting that goes on. Uh, is it a crime? Yes, it can be. Is it, is it a crime between kids, two, yeah. 18 year old, it, 17, 16, 15? Depends on what the age is. Okay. So, so basically what it boils down to is if you're 18 years old and you're sending um, explicit photos to a 15-year-old. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then you have the other side of the spectrum, which is the uh, – and, and we've all seen it, the out of the 300-pound dude sitting on the other end of the line. Yeah, with a pizza, uh, eating a pizza right. – Right, trying to get your daughter to exactly sext, you know, uh, or or trying to uh, establish a relationship via the internet. Yeah, um, whether that's gaming, you know, Xbox and and chatting offline, uh, that sort of thing, or or what it happens to be in. And those are the people that are the most dangerous, mm-hmm. and clearly those are the most serious crimes. That's those so those are the guys weird. that want to meet up with your son yeah. or daughter. To engage in a sexual relationship. I mean, th- th- their intention is to. They're out. I mean, it's getting. It's like getting in your car back in the day and going out looking for crime. That's right. And you're gonna. It's the That's drive-by. Right. Yes. But now they're driving through your house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My my avenue in is a lot different than what it used to be. Do you, I mean, because like I think you know when it comes to you know sexual development and growth, there's kind of always been this issue with. Boys and girls behind the garage trying to figure out what's really going on. Sure. That's kind of that's kind of probably the normative way of figuring out sexuality. The ideal way would probably be talking to your parents and right. learning and growing that way. Right. That's kind of in the normative way. We do it the kids in the neighborhood talk, stuff like that. Sure. Now it's some of this normalization, which I want to try to beat up because I don't think it's normal. I mean I think it's what Ab- we're doing. Abnormalization. We, right? Yeah, we probably it's yeah, we need to make sure we keep it at what it is, but now kids can do that, yep. and they can do that with somebody that they just met at the movies, sure, and end up talking with them up in their room while you're just down watching your favorite show. Meanwhile, there's other guys that are pros Absolutely. that can outthink them, outsmart them, outtrack them, sure, get them, uh, play on their curiosity, mm-hmm. play on their uh, naivety, um, all trusting nature, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you. We're about the same age. Yeah. Okay. So thirty. Uh, yeah. 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 Twenty nine. Right. Skyboy just <laughs> laughed. What a jerk. But uh, you know, today's kid, um, I would say, is much more um, what educated. Oh yeah. Or uneducated. Yeah. About, yeah. Informed. About, yes. Or misinformed. Yeah. About sex than we were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. Talk, we didn't talk about this stuff. Right. Yeah. You, know, you didn't hear a lot of the things that you see. Or, or that you hear nowadays, right. and you see a ton, a lot more. Okay, so that's the underbelly of the internet. Yeah, that's the underbelly of uh, social media and and all the other things that go with it. And I think that's one of the vast differences today versus when we grew up. When we grew up, we went out and played football and baseball, and and uh, yeah, we got in some trouble. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to say that we didn't. But you used to throw eggs at cars. <laughs> well, no, I never did. <laughs> okay, but, sorry, but, I did. But uh, you know. Did we all do things that we shouldn't? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, it's just much different. We've raised the bar. We have. And, and, and one of the – I guess one of the differences now is that people who are having kids grew up with all this technology. Yeah. So they don't know any different. It's kind of like Madison was talking about. Right. Um, you know, her first experience in school, we went to the computer lab. I mean – you know, yeah. I didn't have that. We didn't have you a know. computer lab. No. So, so people nowadays, that technology is not foreign. Mm-mm. 
and and I think to a certain degree their boundary is a lot different than what yours or my boundary might be. Yeah. Um, because they accept all of those media devices for what they are. I, I have a, a son that made a music video, put it online, and has had 30,000 people click on that music video. Right. And he's uh, 15. Yeah. So he has access. He has 400 people that have subscribed to get more of his videos. He doesn't know these 400 people. Sure. I mean, that's where we are that's and so the potential um for goodness is so there it's great we've we can that's the the beautiful side not the underbelly sure um as a as an officer what what are some boundaries you would set what would you set with your children what would you set with what would you say to your niece your grandkids your what would you say to your brothers and sisters about the some boundaries uh well i think the first boundary would be don't engage in a conversation with somebody you don't know. Period. Period. Uh, if if you're getting a phone call and it says unknown, do you answer it? Never. I don't. I don't even answer the ones if I know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I exactly. don't go near Yeah, that. exactly. I'm putting yeah. that on ignore, right? <laughs> That's right. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing on the internet. If I see an email from somebody or I see an invitation, uh, Facebook. How many friends do you have on Facebook, Madison? She's probably um, got like four. Well, no, because I, I, I unliked her. Oh, so okay. She's, she's down, down to three. three. <laughs> Just me, Rob, and Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> All the um, single guys. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's kind of up there. I mean, I kind of have more than some because I've moved, but yeah. it would definitely be in the hundreds. So. See, so I, I guess that would be the other thing. If somebody says, hey, I want to be your friend – do I know who this person is? That's that's my wife's rule. Uh, no, if I don't know you, you're not my friend. Right now, my my rule because I have a business one. I don't care who you are. Right. Just get on. Right. Get on and be my friend. Sure. But my wife's like, nope. I don't. I need right. to know him to be safe. Right. You know, there's things like, uh, well, so so I wouldn't accept anybody that's, that yeah. I don't personally know. Right. In any form. Exactly. And, and so that's that would be a boundary that I would set as a parent. Um, it seems like time would be a good boundary. Sure. Absolutely. The less uh, you're on, yeah. the less threat there is. Yeah. Hours of use, um, how much time you spend. Um, Location of the computers. Uh, oh, absolutely. Keep it public. Keep absolutely. it where everyone's walking by. Computer in a, in, uh, in a common area. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, parents, do you know what your children's passwords are? Yeah, that's interesting. And that's it because I have a son that changes his password every day. Yeah. I think he's going to be a spy. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the hard part. But you should know totally. You should know what your uh, what your children's passwords are. You should know what their usernames are. Mm-hmm. And all those types of things. Um, so, not just know how to check a history, but yeah, yeah. What, what is their password? What? Um, well, it's, it's kind of like know. we always put those little things together for our kids, where we take their picture and we fingerprint them. And you you should probably know every password. You should probably know. Where they're spending their time. There's got to be apps to track. Right. There's probably apps you can get to track your kids. Sure. And I mean, not just their location, but track their usage and how much time they were on. And I guarantee there's parental apps like that. So Absolutely. So you get savvy enough to use the apps. Right. Software, applications, and uh, and then, you know, having a, a good open dialogue. That's the key, huh? Okay. You know, I mean uh, – I would lots, you know, like I say, I don't have any children, okay? So it's kind of hard for me yeah. to say sometimes. But 
if I had a child, I would lots rather that they would come and talk to me and tell me, hey, I went and did this, mm -hmm. and at least have that open dialogue than to have them hide something from me. Yeah. So how good of a relationship do you have with your child? And do you have one um, – are you open and frank about what's going on in society? Have you had a discussion about sex? Yeah. You know, it's the taboo thing. Parents don't want to, but I'll tell you what, you need to. Well, and, and I think too because this – it's such a slow kind of um, – the way they would groom you would be so slow that you wouldn't notice that they're kind of getting you just a little here, a little there. They're just slowly getting you in. Sure. And so um, they're not going to just come out. You, it's I guess probably the most novice ones are the ones that just come out and say what they want. Sure. And then, but the real scary ones are the ones that just get you talking and right. just call me. Here's my number. Text me. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've seen it as an investigator, by the way. Yeah. And um, so people are going to jail for this. Sure. What uh, What are the sentences you're seeing? What are you seeing as an investigator? Like, um, I mean, I want people to get that this is. What are you hearing in prison? Well, in, enticement. Of a of a minor via the internet, uh, if it goes federal, you know you're talking about uh, 84, 120 months. Oh my heavens! In federal prison, um, you know, there's other cases where it's been prosecuted on the local level, and it may be a year, it may be more. It depends on what's happened. If it's enticement, or if there's actually a sexual relationship. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, you go beyond that. Let's say you have uh, sexual abuse of a child, so now you actually have the, You've committed the perpetrated act. act. Yeah, um, you know now we're talking about uh, three years to life possibility. Yeah, um, depends on how egregious it is. Clearly, depends on what sort of plea arrangements are made between the prosecutor and and uh, the defense attorneys and and the judges. What the judge decides to accept. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's the judge's decision. Um, but the sentences are severe. And that's for the perp. The, that's for the perpetrator. The victim. That's, a, life that's a life sentence. And, and I, will, I will say this, and a lot of people might disagree with me. There is no greater crime committed in the human race than sexual offenses. Homicide, the victim's dead. In a sexual offense, that victim carries that burden with them for the rest of their over life. Over and over and over. And it destroys both families. Yeah. The perpetrators. Oh, yeah. And the victims, it spreads. It's it's a terrible, terrible thing, and and unfortunately, what you see on the backside of that is that the victim and the victim's family never seek out or get uh, the kind of treatment and help that they really should. Right. So ignorance is bliss, but it's not bliss. Well, so that's one of the keys, I guess, to parents too. Is your child could just as easily be a perp as they could be a victim. Absolutely. And not even know it, just think they're just, you know, it could be just kind of the the traditional little young man trying sure. to do whatever. But in the end, there's crimes that can be committed and they're, they're not forgiving. Absolutely. They're tragic. And, For everyone again. Uh, you know, I mean, from just, just another personal case, uh, I had a uh, young man who was a victim of a sexual offense and uh, we put the perpetrator in prison and uh, – about eight years later, the victim was a perpetrator, mm. and uh, four years after that took his own life. Now, you tell me that that didn't originate from the original right. crime. Right. It did, absolutely. 
destroyed that kid's life, and then he ended up taking his life. And then how much more did that ripple across um, through family and, and so on and so forth? And very, if, very tragic. And just being a little more diligent as a parent, being a little more present, a little more informed, less naive, yes. more real, more yeah. direct. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. We got about a couple more minutes. What What would you say? What are just, if you had just a few more rules or a few more things, like the one thing that you say makes all the difference, what would you say? Or makes the biggest difference? Well, I, I'll go back again to what, what, my original premise was, which is having a good relationship as a family. Um, sometimes that's not always an option. Like you said, there's yeah. kids that come from broken homes. But having somebody that you can lean on and that you can trust that has an open, um, good relationship and is willing to, to um, talk about the tough things, willing to talk about these types of things yeah. and, and establish boundaries and rules. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't let my kids sign up with, on Facebook. Yeah. I wouldn't let them have a MySpace account. I wouldn't let them have a lot of these other applications that we've talked about. Um, those are decisions you have to make as parents and, and those are personal and, and something that every parent has to make individually. Uh, part of that may be based on the relationship you have with your child, how much trust you have, yeah. how much have you talked about it. But you, you're, I mean, and you're not being a fuddy-duddy. I, I mean, I could almost hear the teenager say, "Oh God, come on, grow up, Dad." You're, you've seen it from the ugliest, gnarliest, dirtiest side. Yeah, and there it exists, and it happens. I don't care what socioeconomic group you come from; it happens Everyone's on every target. level. Absolutely. And I don't even think it's – it doesn't even have to be from some dirt bag 50, 15 no. states away. No. It could just be a dirt bag in your neighborhood that's texting your daughter and trying to get her to do something. That when she's tired and at night and in her bed and relaxed and thinking she likes the guy might actually seem like a good idea. Sure. I mean, let's be real. It could happen right in your own ward. That's right. Right? Yeah, right in your own church group. And then all of a sudden the thing about the internet too is – it's permanent. Absolutely. So you take the pictures, you send them out, and you thought they were just going to one guy, and now they're on the football team. That's right. And it's the entire football team, and they're permanent. And you get – see again, think of that abuse. Yes. So the rest of your life, you've got people bringing that up or throwing that out there. Or you do a job interview. I know jobs that go and do major you know, investigation online for your history. Absolutely. There are employers now that ask for uh, – what social uh, social media sites do you belong to, and what are your passwords? Oh, your usernames. Really? Uh, when they do a, uh, I guess a background investigation to see if they want to employ you. I mean, I I know there are certain groups that will disqualify people based on that. Oh my heavens! So yeah, think about everything that you post. That's big. I understand that it is a permanent record, but most importantly, parents get close to your kids. Yeah, your best safety is yep. when we're close. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Darren Durfee's with us. He's the chief deputy corrections from the chief chief deputy of corrections. Is that what it is? Right. Yep. Utah County Sheriff's Office. Good having you with us. Great insight. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, on the way out, you can just talk to Madison. Sounds good. About that cat. Cat tart. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show right here on the Matt Townsend Show about Internet safety and uh, all that fun stuff right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Researchers can now see two to three times more clearly by using tiny mirrors that they can bend. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. The concept of adaptive optics to improve astronomical imaging has been around since the 1950s. The idea is to change the shape of the mirrors in telescopes to correct for distortions caused by our atmosphere. Recently, Boston Micromachines Corporation worked with NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory to develop Microelectromechanical Systems, or MIMS, deformable mirrors. The mirrors on these systems are extremely small, low power, lightweight, and perfect for space telescopes. Up to a thousand tiny mirrors on a silicon chip can each bend independently to correct light waves with unparalleled precision. The mirror systems are now in use on major observatories around the world, and the next generation of deformable mirrors is being developed to help astronomers get images of planets orbiting nearby stars. NASA is using this technology as they design and develop instruments with up to 100 times the imaging power of the Hubble Space Telescope. MEMS technology is also being used in microscopes, imaging cells in the retina of the eye, and improving optical communications by shaping laser beams. For Innovation Now, this is Crystal Browning. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. And uh, we've been talking internet safety here. We've, uh, we've had a great discussion, I think, uh, with Darren Durfee. Um, Really, it's just insightful. It's scary how much can go wrong. Uh, but it's interesting, again, that his basic point is it's about our relationships. Do you have a relationship with your children where you can talk, where you can actually talk about things, connect about things before they're big problems? Now, before uh, we end the show, we wanted to get into one more topic, which is our passwords. And we've had our producer, Rob, in charge of that. Rob, what well, uh, what are you learning? There's nothing worse than... You all of a sudden get a phone call from maybe your IT department in your company or law enforcement or somebody saying you did something that you didn't do yeah. because they hacked your password. So I looked at the lists of the worst passwords <laughs> people pick. And, and they're also you, – you look up worst password or most popular password. Oh, The lists are just about the same. Okay, so let's that, see. That tells oh, us a little bit. I, I, bet I, I wonder if I have any of these. So password is – the most popular password. password. Oh. Followed by password one. <laughs> Mix it up. Uh, variations of one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. I used to do that, but I could never remember if I was doing five numbers or six or seven. It gets complicated. So yeah. then I could never <clears throat> remember. A slight variation of that. People do one, 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 <laughs> one, one, one. Oh, wow. Is QWERTY QWERTY's QWERTY? on the list. Yeah. Q-W-E-R-T-Y, that first Why? top row. Oh, oh. So just the, uh, yeah, the first the, the, six characters on the top row there. QWERTY. Uh, let me in is a popular <laughs> one. Let me in. And then we finally get to some words. Monkey, dragon. Mine is love monkey. I thought it was That's not on the Somebody, list. somebody write be... that down. Love monkey one. <laughs> Isn't that monkey? Now, interesting. Monkey gets thrown in there a lot. I wonder why that is. That seems weird. I guess it's just a popular. Skies I mean, is sky think, monkey. Think of simple words. 
you know, let, let me in. <laughs> let me in. Any Face, others? Spaceball is on there. See, I had someone change my password that was working for me and made it so complicated that it literally takes a while to get in. <laughs> and it takes a journal that I have to open up, turn to the right page, find my password. I actually have to stretch out. But that almost makes makes you wonder if that defeats the point of a password. If the password's so complicated that you write it down on a sticky note and stick it next to your computer, that's my voicemail password. You know, I I can't remember what it is, so I'd write it out and stick it on my desk somewhere. I won't tell you where, so you guys hack my voicemail. Oh, I saw that. Hmm. Let's go with but, but then it defeats the point of the point of the. Well, the word is supposed with. to help you pass, but if you can never pass, then it's not helping you. So it needs to be simple enough that you could remember it, but difficult enough that people like, aren't just going to okay, guess. Okay, perfect. Rob, tell us yours. What's yours? My <laughs> password. It, no, I'm not going to tell you guys. That. I hate the the websites that have like the password strength bar. Oh, yeah, my because goodness, I always yes. feel like an idiot. Like I can't well, come like, up with I'm one such strong a enough. Loser. <laughs> it's always like. Mediocre. Well, see, yeah. I use You're always it, like orange. Yeah, I, I use that really awesome combination of you think of actual words, but then you substitute letters in, or yeah. numbers in. So, like ones uh, would be I. Yeah, that's yeah. Would be oh, so it's like leap speak. Well, kind of, yeah. But then I still I'll have like a twelve a twelve like, character password. But then and on say your phone, you have to go between medium. you have to go between your um your different keystrokes. So then you have to go two levels deep to get your password. Oh. Well, my, ah. Microsoft has a list that they use to judge whether your password's strong or weak. So you could kind of measure okay. your own password against this. First of all, is it eight characters long? Yes. Bing. I'm trying to think of mine here. No, mine's uh, only Love. seven. Mine's exactly eight. Monkey. Okay. Exactly eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> One. Does it contain your username? No. No. Does it contain your real name? No. Does it contain your company name? No. No. Does it contain? Does it not contain a complete word? A complete Wait, word. Complete it... words are bad because they can be guessed, ah. and that's true of mine. Mine has a complete word in there. That's why you throw in numbers. <laughs> but even even in the, some people will say you know. What mon- if you're just a bad speller? Then you just have good passwords. Or whatever. <laughs> That uh, that's still a complete word. So you want to get rid of the complete word. See, I spell my monkey with a Q. That might work. <laughs> that it wouldn't be a word. M O N Q U I E. Monkey. 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 Now, from time to time, your IT department might require you to change your password. Yeah, they drive me crazy. A weak password would be what I did when our IT department required. I just kept changing the final number. So something, 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 three, something, 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 four, five. That is a weak password because if somebody hacks it once, then they can just do a couple iterations. And it's true even now. Uh, you know, I think about this. Every single password I have is just a couple numbers off. From Are you the supposed other to change? See, I'm not gonna, but I know people that they're not me, but they just have one password on everything they own on Earth. Mm. I tell you why that's scary. So you're on the internet and you use, say, Gmail, something that's reputable, and you, yeah. you use a username and a password, and then love you go monkey. to Twitter and they're reputable. So you use love the monkey. same username and password. Yeah. And then you go to some weird website that you've never heard of before, but you want to make an account, and you use the same username and password. Sometimes people set up web, little fake websites like that Ooh. just to mine data. Then they take the accounts wholesale, go over to Gmail, and go, wow, 20 of these accounts worked. And then they're, then they're in your account. You know account. what? But if they're going to work that hard, 
Oh, they can just write software. To they do. deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Take it all. Take it all. Take my Twitter account. <laughs> you deserve that. Take Pat it. Pat on the back. It's a big deal. This and it's and the passwords. I mean, what's it going to be in the future? I guess it's going to be Retina. You know, eye scanners. Maybe eye scanners. But then you get scary, like the Avengers, where the guy like stole the guy's eye. Oh, Did you see, see that movie? I would be so mad well, if they took my eye. Yeah. Like even now on laptops, you can unlock it with your fingerprint. My friend has one of those where you just. You know, she's just playing Shoot. you. That's not real. <laughs> that's just the last. That's, that's just pushing. That's the, the, the last. You like pushing it through. <laughs> My fingerprint. Madison, <laughs> you're so gullible. <laughs> it's Is real. that why I saw you rubbing your eye on your laptop? <laughs> That's not how that works. That's just a camera. Oh it doesn't read your eye. You little silly. You guys are dorks. Well, good stuff. Uh, you know what? We just challenge you. I guess most importantly, get out there and get to know your kids better. You got to be able to talk security. Um, while you're at it, why don't you ask them? How and what are the best uh, passwords? Because then your kids can help you set your passwords. Understand their passwords. Keep the and keep the internet and the computer out where people can see it. We're looking after you here on the Matt Townsend Show. Stick with us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more tools and ideas to get you and your uh, family a leg up in life. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.